Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Sad day. Mm-hmm. Sad day. Story, story Song land. Uh, Mr. Kenny Rogers has, has left us. Music and, legend uh, Kenny Rogers. The Music gambler legend. Kenny Rogers. Exactly. You guys know who he is. But yeah, we're recording this on Saturday, uh, late last night. Um, he, he left this... this uh, Mortal Coil for for Better Lands, I'm sure. Um, and so during our first run, we had done The Gambler by mm-hmm. uh, by Kenny Rogers. Listen to me, obviously. What, <laughs> why else? <laughs> by who was it? Doing it? Who was that? Who did that one? Uh, um, Wait, who sang yeah, that so song? So anyway, what do you want to say about Kenny Rogers? Legend. Legend. As he said, just looking up, uh, two number one Hot 100 hits, which is quite an accomplishment uh considering the fact that he was a country star mm-hmm. so yeah. for someone who is clearly a country star you yeah. have two number one hits uh on the high 100 amazing by the way those were islands in the stream uh oh, with so Dolly. good lady so and, good uh and lady yeah. yes they're both i love hits. that song written by Lionel uh, the Richie. gambler the gambler yes. was was uh the gambler was number 16 although that's actually still kind of early like that, I mean, that was his like breakout. And again, the idea of a, of a country star even getting that high is definitely a crossover hit. Yeah. In terms of the country charts, uh, his number one hits were, let me just check real here, uh, a bazillion. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, literally like every other song is like a number one hit. Um, guy's kind so, of a legend. Yeah, he's, a, a, he's legend. a country music legend. He's a pop music legend. Yeah. He's a story song icon Absolutely. as far as we're concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we still have to do, at some point, I've been a little nervous to do it, because it's kind of a rough song, but uh, we do have to do Carter of the County. Um, yes. So we will get around to that one. Uh, oh, there's there's a good 10, 15 Kenny Rogers songs on our list. Uh, oh, absolutely. Of story songs. Yeah, yeah. That we still have to saying, do. I feel like Carter of the County is still like one of the big ones that's that's out there with, that we have not done yet. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. Um, as like a definite, like, you know, first act, second act, third act twist story song. <laughs> you know, the, the, the real the real the real classic kind. Uh, as for this episode, it, it was an early one. We hadn't 100 percent worked out the format yet, but that was one that when we first recorded, I remember I was a little nervous about because it you know, we had done stuff like. The night the lights went out in Georgia, right? Which is like this really weird song where like the story doesn't add up, you know. There's like all these weird details. There's a lot to talk about. The gambler is pretty straightforward, right? There's not there's not a lot there, um, but we were able to find a lot there, invent stuff that <laughs> was not in the song, uh, <laughs> but we were able to go off on tangents. Uh, you know, a very there there's a uh, a pretty good bit about you know the gambler like talking to Kenny and being like, ah, so there's really not a free other seat on this train? Okay. <laughs> Guess I got to sit right. next to this guy. Uh, so it was good. It was good. But uh, yeah, so sad, sad day uh, mm-hmm. for for Kenny Rogers fans around the world. Uh, but hopefully this will give you a little, uh, a little, a little dollop of joy uh, in, in the sadness uh, for this one. So uh, take a listen and we'll be back at the end. You'll get some great life advice. You just have to spend a few hours sitting next to a dead body. This week on the Story Song Podcast.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. And I'm Rachel Oates. Every week, we talk about a new story song, and this week, we got a doozy. This is a great one. Uh, it's The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Sir Kenny Rogers. Is he knighted? Uh, he's American royalty. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to think. I'll, I'll buy that. He's... Um, he's uh, Chicken restaurant royalty. Yes, he, is. he yeah. really is. He he should be a colonel, right? He's Once you open a <laughs> he's a colonel a chicken restaurant, you become a colonel, I believe. Yeah. I think that's that's taken. <laughs> well, anyway, um, uh, this week we're talking about the gambler. So, Michael, tell us the story of this story song. Okay, I'm going to uh, make it real simple for you. Okay, gentleman gets on a train. Sure, a gambler, the gambler, sits next to gentleman on the train. Gambler dies. And that's really all we got. I'd imagine the gentleman gets to his destination. Sure. Uh, gets that's off the train. What's, that's what's so great about it. It's a mystery. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know, you don't know what ends. happens to Kenny. Yeah. But he gets some good life advice. Some good. He gets some great life advice. Gambling-based <laughs> life advice. The best of life it, advice. It's almost like, in a way, he's talking about other stuff, too, right? Oh, like, what? everything in life. Come on. That's right? actually really interesting. I have to call my book. Right <laughs> I have to change everything about the way I gamble. <laughs> Nothing about my life, just everything about the way I gamble. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. First of all, the, 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 the thing that jumps right out at you is the fact that he's like, yeah, I, first of all, I need all this life advice. Yeah. And I'm going to ask this guy sitting right next to me, who first starts off by bumming a cigarette and some whiskey. This guy can't afford a cigarette, but this is who we're going to listen to for how to live our lives. Well, cigarettes yeah. are expensive. Well, now they <laughs> and do. The, and they don't, they don't sell them by the, by the one. Or how about this? Uh, stop smoking. If you can't afford <laughs> yeah. to buy, boy... I gotta buy twelve at a time. Yeah. What am I, John D. Rockefeller? Well, that's that's one of the great things about this song. How it's all things to all people. It's an anti-smoking message as well. Sure, mm, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, actually, Kenny doesn't ask for advice. The gambler says to him, "Son, I've made my life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes." Something, something. I can see you're out of aces. For a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice. This, this whole story is how not to live your life. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly walk you through. What not to do, basically. Now, just to show that this song is complete fiction, mm -hmm. by the time he got up to I've made my life out of reading people's faces, Kenny would have been up and to the next seat. Like, <laughs> oh, probably yeah. in the next car oh, by the time he got to the end of that verse. We have yeah. all been in the situation uh, on a subway or the Long Island Railroad, God forbid, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden somebody sits next to you and goes, so uh, where are you going? Where's yeah. this next time? You're like, I need to leave now. Nobody says, here, <laughs> take some of my Diet Pepsi and a piece of chewing gum. Right. Also, people don't say that because nobody says chewing gum. Mm -hmm. But you're like, I'm going to get out of here as soon as possible. This person's crazy. I mean, probably what Kenny's thinking is when he says, 
I made my life out of reading people's faces. The next thing you're going to say is, do you have a life insurance agent? <laughs> because I have a deal for you. Um, this is Ned Ryerson. This is <laughs> Ned Ryerson is the gambler. But he doesn't say that. He, he gives him some advice. And like I said, it's all gambling based. Unsolicited. Absolutely, kind of out of nowhere, and you can kind of imagine Kenny just being like, "Oh, that's no, really, oh, it's really great. Thanks. This is really, uh, boy. There's no other seats on this train. There's <laughs> nowhere else I can go here. Okay, I guess this is the only, the only seat then. All well, right. Well, anyway, the gambler's the only one speaking, so Kenny's yeah. probably just sort of sitting there, like, "Oh, but uh, oh, okay, no, yeah, you, uh, okay, oh, uh, like trying desperately to sort of inch his way out of the seat, and it's probably an empty car." It's yeah. probably like the guy walks on, just sits right next to him, like no other seats. There's a thousand other seats. He buddy. actually had his headphones on. <laughs> he had like you know, he couldn't tell. And he's he like, was listening to this podcast. Oh, and also the gambler screamed because he said, "What is that futuristic device?" That you have? <laughs> yeah. So I handed him my bottle, and he drank down my last swallow. Then he bombed a cigarette and asked me for a light, and the night got deathly quiet. And his face lost all expression. Said, if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. So let's quickly go over the uh, the, the advice that the gambler gives. Please. We all know it by heart. Yeah. Let's let's go through it real quick. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. That's true. Know when to walk away, right? Know when to run. And I don't think that Kenny really knows that because he would have run the hell out of that seat. <laughs> yeah. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Now, again, I think when he says the dealing's done, guys, I don't mean to blow your minds here. I don't think he's talking about poker. I think he's talking about, like, you know, when all's said and done at the end and our one true Lord, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> judges you My God. on Judgment Day. My God. I'm just saying. I'm just My saying. Um, this podcast just took a turn. <laughs> guys, we're going to have to update the uh, categories on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. So he's saying that don't don't worry about your life as you go along. You know, just live it, and then I guess look back at the end. Maybe I'm misunderstanding what's what he's trying to say. So his advice is. You're gonna die anyway. You might right. as well do what you want. Is this what you're telling me, Daniel? I guess so. Or, or just you know, don't uh, whatever. You're, 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 you're the sum of your life is is what's important in the end. Not, not the things you own. Not the, you know, the people you sit next to on a train. Am I wrong? <laughs> I hope that it's that because from a gambling standpoint, you need to count your money when you're sitting at the table. Because I've watched a lot of poker tournaments mm-hmm. when they were big like four years ago. Yeah. And you you need to know how much money you're throwing in. You're not just willy-nilly throwing stuff in. It's a game of, of wits, okay? You're not like, you know what? I got something here. Right. And then and then you're, you're like, oh, and now I'm done with some money of some sort. You got to know how much you have. Yeah, and it's not like on, on a sitcom where it's like, you know what? I'm going to bet my wedding ring and I'm going to bet my house keys. Yes. Can't do it. Most dealers won't take it. Yeah. You know what I always wanted to try was to put my car keys on the table. And then when I lose, just act like, oh, no, I just bet the car keys. <laughs> no, the car. I'm keeping the car. Just the keys. No, yeah. I have an, I have another key hidden under, underneath the, the, the wheel well. Did you see? <laughs> I was just betting the keys. Oh, I thought you really liked these keys. Did I thought see, that made up. You see that keychain? It's an extra set I had made up at the Home Depot. It was $1.50 a key. That keychain is also a bottle opener. Yeah. I figured that would be good for at least 50 bills. <laughs> Here's the thing about 
the gambler okay. himself. Uh, is that it, my assumption as well, just with Kenny going from, uh, like, why did Kenny not leave? My assumption. I'm sorry, why did Kenneth not leave? Yes. My assumption is that this guy has gone to every other person in the car, like, hey, you want a piece of advice? Everybody's like, no. No, no I do good. not. Fair so enough. I'm going to go. Kenny's and then he goes the to the next one. person. Yeah. He has, he has gumption. And here, this is the, and this gets me every time this line is, because uh, every hand's a winner. Yep. Every hand's a loser, and the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. That's the the absolute best thing. That's it. That he's like. There's nothing and, else. And now I'm done. You yeah. can't. You know what the best thing in poker is? To win a lot of money. Yeah. It's not to die in your sleep. It's to win a lot of money. Just in general, and I, I don't know a lot about gambling, but in general, I can think off the top of my head of like probably a thousand things that are better than dying in your sleep. <laughs> right. One of them is right. popcorn. You got to know when the whole. Sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. There, you know that there's somebody on the other side of Kenny going, "I can I just say I would not take that advice from that guy." <laughs> this is not. He's the angel on the left shoulder. Yeah. No, the other the guy in the seat behind him is like, "Would you shut up already?" As he like turns up his iPod or. At the time, his eighteen sixty four iPod, yeah. <laughs> which would be his traveling well, we band, he'd be like, "Can you like, guys, fe- guys, water. I gotta pour more water into my steam powered iPod. Can we keep it down over there?" Steampunk. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a gramophone and giant. Head He's like, I am trying to crank oh, this as loudly bro. as I possibly can. He's got a headphones on, and on the other side of the room is a is a band that's playing. <laughs> guys, I'm trying to listen to the band. That's playing on the other side of the room. Can we please oh, keep it down? Man. Jeez now, Louise. This guy. The thing with this the song is it's very much like um if you've listened to episode three and we know you have. Mm-hmm. Um We don't know that for a fact. We do. Oh we okay. do because you all love us, don't you? <laughs> uh the uh the Pina Colada song by mm-hmm. Rupert Holmes. It's I think it's the same type of situation where you don't really know. I mean, I guess you know it's a story song. You're not really paying attention to the verse, but that chorus kicks in. Everybody runs and jumps oh, and absolutely. starts singing. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, everybody, that's like the the no one to hold him, no one to fold him thing has become like a again a metaphor for life. People are like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, you just got no one to hold him, no one to fold him. What yeah, it's actually it's about? worked its way into like the lexicon. The lexicon. Say the yeah. lexicon. Say lexicon. It. Say it. Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. (laughs) Zeitgeist. It happened. (laughs) Awesome. And also, at the end, Kenny talks about saying that he he went to sleep. Well, yeah. Well, let's say. So then the gambler falls asleep. Right. Okay. (laughs) And then somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even. Yeah. But in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. So... The the gambler mm-hmm. weirdly just talked about dying in his sleep. Yeah, <laughs> super super quinky dink wow. on this one. Wow, just talking about dying in his sleep, falls asleep, and apparently dies silently. I guess. With a cigarette in his mouth. Um, yeah, yeah, and and he 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 and he's totally 
he broke even. That's it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. It was poison whiskey. <laughs> Kenny killed him. The gentleman killed him. <laughs> he's like, amazing. he's like, he's like, by the way, there isn't soy in this, right? Because I'm <laughs> wicked allergic to soy. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Totally There's fine. a lot of soy in there. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's soy whiskey. I don't know what to tell him. How can I yell this guy? I don't have an EpiPen. It's 1865. What am I going to do? <laughs> He's yeah. only gonna die. I'm just gonna when the conductor comes around, I'm just gonna say, you know what? <laughs> he broke even. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, and, he, and the thing—how did this? How did this man die? I don't know. He was talking about dying in his sleep, so I guess that's what he wanted. He had a whole story about it. Has nothing to do with the pillow in my hand. <laughs> the conductor walks by, and he's just angry because it's a no smoking, no drinking car. <laughs> Why is he smoking oh, and drinking? He's look, there is—I don't care. There is a sign. Clearly on the wall, no drinking, no smoking, no dying. And if you can't follow the rules, I, what am I going to do? He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> I'm literally going to do nothing. Put him in car. I don't even know why we even bother having that sign there. Because <laughs> once you break that rule, there isn't a damn thing we can do <laughs> about, about it. it. Not at all. Um, and the thing is, he it says he broke even. He didn't break even. He We at least know that he owes Kenny a bottle of whiskey yeah. and a cigarette. No, so he won. So he's down. Oh. No, he's up. Not Kenny's the way down. Kenny looks at. Oh. Kenny's down. Kenny lost. He's up. That's that's oh that's the secret of the gambler. Trick some guy into giving you his last cigarette <laughs> and, die. and his whiskey. Last cup of whiskey. Keel the hell over. <laughs> Winner. You yeah. know what? He's not even he's not even dead. Kenny gets off at the next stop, and the guy's like opens opens one eye, just like. Is he gone? <laughs> oh, great. On to the next car. Oh, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> you want a piece of advice? <laughs> Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. So... The gambler dies, and Aww. the end of the song, we find out that Kenny found an ace that he could keep, in the words of the gambler. Mm-hmm. Gotta know when to hold him, fold him, walk, run, <laughs> count. Not count? Somehow, it's Sitting. a lot more singable when he does it. I guess. I don't know. I don't know why. It doesn't really trip, fall trippingly off your tongue, Daniel. <laughs> the Cliff Notes version. And the thing I'd like to bring up real quickly... Mm. Is that take your time? It's not a race. Everybody calls Kenny. Kenneth. Everybody calls Kenneth the Gambler. Yeah, that's become his nickname. Yeah, like Kenny the Gambler Rogers. Except the problem is that in the song he is not Not the the gambler. gambler. Exactly, he is talking to the gambler. The gambler is talking at him, telling him some long, boring story about holding and folding, whatever he's talking about. What (laughs) happened was, I think uh, Kenny. Kenneth, sorry. Sure. Realized that he was uh, being defined by the song. People were calling him the gambler, became his nickname, and he tried to sort of shift attention towards his other song. So he was mm-hmm. like going for Kenny Lady <laughs> Rogers. And that didn't work. And he's like, Kenny yeah. Island's in the stream, Rogers. And that was too long. So he was like, fine, yeah. he's the fucking gambler. Here's how I think it well, was. Here's, it would be like if people called him Michael Billy Jean Jackson. And he's like, <laughs> I wasn't Billy Jean. <laughs> right. I was right, the guy sense, yeah. who possibly had a son with Billy Jean. Yeah. But yeah. Billy Jean is a different person. They're like, yeah, sounds good, Billy Jean. All right, now it's time to talk about the history of this song with the story behind the story.
Hey, we're friends, right? Well, friend, maybe you can do us a favor. Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you do, we'll read it on the show. It's just our way of saying thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Biggest gift, card attached, St. Olaf cheesecake, you know the rest. All right, so let's talk about the history of this song. Rachel, what do we got? Well, the song was written um, by Don Schlitz, which a awesome name. Absolutely. And uh, in, in 1976, and he was only 23 years old, and the interesting thing about it is, like a couple of story songs that we have done or will be doing, he tried to shop it around all over the place in Nashville. Which is weird to me because, like, I don't. These things were huge, yeah. at the time that that you'd think that you wouldn't have to shop them around. Although I wonder if we looked in like the history of any popular song. Like, I bet there's a ton of like, you know. I mean, obviously, if the person who sang it wrote it, not. But if it's like someone who wrote the song for someone, like, I'm sure there was a ton of people being like, "Nah, I don't know," because it's also a weird thing where like. And we're going to get to this in a second. But, like, a number of people recorded this song right. before Kenny Rogers got to it. Right, and it right, was right. not a hit. So it's sort of like well, there's some weird... Well, it wasn't just weird... that it wasn't a hit. People didn't release it as a single. It was just, like, an album right. track that it's like, oh, here's... But still, there's some weird, like, alchemy where it's, like, artist and song, like, yeah. you know, come together. I mean, we, we talked about this when we, um, when we did Billy Don't Be a Hero. But it's, like, the other version of it is, like, weird and not as good. There was just something about the way the Haywoods did it that it was like just a perfect match yeah. of yeah well here's the thing the first person to record it was this guy named Bobby Bear okay and he was urged to record it by one Shell Silverstein <laughs> come on why not Shell Silverstein is like I am depressed but make children's books yeah you should really make this your al- on your album and uh, but so it's Shell Silverstein's favorite version of this is Bobby Bear's version. I was a big fan of Bobby Bear. He I was wonder a huge version of Bobby. Bear. I wonder if when he called huge him and fan. said you need to you need to record this, if he did it like in verse. Yeah, I would like only imagine. Rhymed. Give us that rhyme, Michael. Uh, you should record this song, Bobby Bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you nailed it. Yeah. I think you just <laughs> drop the mic. Uh, totally. <laughs> Gazelle out. (laughs) Totally nailed it. Now, the the thing that a lot of people know about this as well, about The Gambler, is that it spawned this huge TV movie franchise. Absolutely. They said this is perfect for a franchise. And uh, in 1980, uh, Kenny Rogers became The Gambler. Yeah. So it was a a role reversal kind of thing. And here's the other thing. A, a, A lot of these happen where, like... Though it had something to do with gambling, and he yeah. was a gambler, and I, I'm, I'd like to make a confession, I've never seen them, but I pretty much have what? it summed up in my head. But I don't think that the whole TV movie was him, like, sitting next to a guy, was he? <laughs> no, I, I think they, they blew it out, especially that it was, like, they really, five TV movies, That's the right? thing, that, they that, really blew it out. There were, yeah, it's, I think it's more than just the train scene. Right, but this is what I'm saying. They, I'm guessing they got, that's the climax? Mm. Oh, yeah, in the fifth or one, does he the, keel the over? Anima? Um, That's the thing. There were five of these gambler four, gambler five playing for keeps. <laughs> but now, when the fifth one was 1994, yeah. So this was the gift that kept on giving for oh, Kenny because yeah. oh, this absolutely. thing was going on for 20 years. He made his whole. Tell me, you go to a Kenny Rogers uh, concert and he doesn't play this song four times. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Everybody, he goes to something else. They're like, he go, he sings, lady. No, we want gambler again. Sorry. <laughs> Do the gambler again. Also, I need another bucket of chicken. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about this song is also one of the most terrifying things. Okay. In the fourth season of the Muppet Show, mm-hmm. there is a uh, sketch. Well, Kenny Rogers was the host. Right. Of the episode. Kenny Rogers was the host. It feels like an important detail. Well, yeah, sure. (laughs) It wasn't like Kermit like, you know what? I'll tell you what my favorite song is. You know what's hot right now? (laughs) But no, the thing, the fourth season of The Muppet Show, that was 1979. Right. uh, Which is a year after the song came out. So the song had sort of far-reaching implications that it would go to this children's show that it would be a year later. That we're talking about it this much later. But remember, The Muppet Show wasn't a chill a child's based show like it was for adults and children it was a right. family show it's a right. family show right, and right. here's the terrifying thing about it <laughs> they tell the story absolutely and the first freaky deaky thing is that the muppets have human hands and not like <laughs> i know what you're saying what so what who cares cookie monster has a human hand but it's in fur these are real human hands and then yeah. muppet bodies swedish chef just did it. Sorry. Oh Swedish my chef. God. He's terrifying to me now. <laughs> but here's the thing that makes it worse is that they're all these little old creepy men. And then remember what happens at the end of our song? The gambler dies. Guess what? They did the whole thing and they show this freaky ghost half person, half Muppet dancing its life away like, oh, it's so great up here. Everybody yeah. kill yourselves. That's basically what I got out of it when... I was a year old. Well, you know what happened was they made that sketch. And then, like, Jim Henson and the rest of the crew were like, man, we probably just gave some kids some serious nightmares. Hey, guys, you want to make Labyrinth? <laughs> Let's just keep this doesn't going. really blow this out. Just Let's really just f- kids up. Dark Crystal? Anybody? Dark Crystal? You want to do that? And then on Sesame Street, they killed Mr. Hooper. Oh, yeah. It was weird how he was ritually sacrificed. <laughs> it's strange, They right? stoned him to death in the middle of weird. the street. Well, he did win the lottery. Yeah. Well, he did, know. but Mr. Hooper did drink a lot of whiskey. <laughs> so there was that. And he bummed Bert's last cigarette. <laughs> it was not going to let it happen again. Nope. Nope. Oh, my goodness. And, okay, so, and one last thing about this is that Again, like many of our story songs, it had a resurgence out of some random thing. Yeah. In 2007, it became huge in the UK charts because an English rugby team got psyched up before their um, matches, I guess. I was going to say shows because I'm a theater geek. Before their matches, they would play it in their uh, locker room and then be like, yeah, let's go get them. And then it, it was on the UK pop charts for the first time ever in 2007. It's crazy. I love that they're getting pumped up, not by like ACDC or something. It's <laughs> like, you gotta know when to hold them. When to hold them. Know when to fold them. And they're like, yeah, let's go out yeah. there and slowly win the game. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I would just like to point soccer. out that that whole exchange that we just had, yeah. that is why this song is still popular. You can't start singing this song without somebody doing the backing vocals, mm-hmm. without somebody harmonizing with you. Yeah, well, I mean, and this this song, this went to number one, right? I assume in oh, yes, 78 it, did. it was huge. And it was a crossover. It was yeah. a very rare country pop crossover hit in the, in the late 70s. Sure. Rare? Well... I mean, there's there, the the seventies the were kind to to country, but it's still like you know it wasn't it wasn't like uh, 
you still had to work hard to get a country song to the top of the charts. And this is like, this isn't like, this is a country song. Like, this isn't like sort of a country song, but like really sort of rock. Like, this is a country, country song. There's yeah, no but question. If, you, if you think of, of the time, I mean, I think country, I don't think the, the, the difficulty country has like crossing over to the pop charts really differs. There There is a little bit of a struggle, but there's... There are always like these country superstars that are pop superstars, and mm-hmm. I think Kenny Rogers was one of them. Like, and if you look at the seventies, it's Kenny Rogers, it's Dolly Parton. Do you think it was his tie-in with Dolly? That didn't happen until the eighties. Oh my god! That Guys, was can I ask the How could he like survive without her? I just assumed. Also, when I was a kid, I just assumed they were married. Yeah, I was going to say Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. They definitely had sex, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Can we make that? Oh yeah. I mean, and if Kenny Rogers didn't, like, he, you know, he must have had the opportunity. Like, he'd be a, oh God, he'd be a, an, an idiot. You know, what she, you know what she said to him one time? She said this. She said, you know, you should get a little work done. And he <laughs> did. Oh, boy. Oh. That was a mistake. I just, I hope it wasn't on the set of Once Upon a Christmas. <laughs> I don't know what, what that is. <laughs> Neither but I, I love it. It's their 1984 Christmas <laughs> special slash uh Duet album. Did he do the Gambler, <laughs> the Christmas <laughs> version of the Gambler? That just—it's like as the and, Gambler starts to die, he says, "It's Christmas Day. It's yeah. not too late." And then Kenny says, "It is. <laughs> Drink this poison whiskey. <laughs> Have this chicken." <laughs> In this final words, I found a nest that I could keep. Is that Santa Claus? <laughs> The gambler was Santa Claus. Santa Claus died on the train. Oh. That's what it was. Wow. That's why that's they have not weird. replayed that special. <laughs> yeah. You have to find that it on and YouTube. the Kiss special. Those are two things you'll never see again. <laughs> you have to look for it on YouTube, kids. But yeah, so um, uh, Ghost Number One, and and I got to say, in all seriousness, Sweet Jesus, this is a catchy, this is a catchy oh, song's great. chorus. Stuff right? I mean, right. it just, you can't. The moment you hear it, you're just toe tapping. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think anybody in the history of the world has ever like the gambler had come on the radio and no one's ever been like, mm, I'll listen to something else. You keep it on. You keep it yeah. on. You keep you sing along. You don't know the verse. Mm-mm. You wait until the chorus and you rock the hell out. No, you're like you do know when to hold him. <laughs> you do gotta know when to fold him. Yeah, and then you kill a drifter on a train. <laughs> it's what I did on my way here. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Rue. All right. Well, that was uh, that was the history of this song. Uh, coming up next, going to be lessons learned. Hey, if you like the show, you can help other people find it by leaving us a review on iTunes. And I can't stress this enough: a good review. Why would anyone ever leave us a bad review? It's because of me, isn't it? No. Yeah. That, that hurt so much. All right, now it's time for Lessons Learned. What do we learn from this song, Rachel? If you have a choice between putting all your money into a chicken restaurant or putting it all on, like, let's say, black from advice that you got from a drifter that steals your cigarettes and whiskey, yeah. just open up the chicken franchise. I love it. Chicken, here's the thing. America... Full of fat asses. Right. <laughs> Fried chicken. Always going to do it yep. for you. Michael. The gambler taught me. And I, I, I kind of knew this already, but the gambler definitely confirmed it. Mass transit sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The minute you get on a train, somebody's going to be drunk. Somebody's going to be smoking. 
somebody's going to die. Yeah. Drive alone in your car. Yeah. Thank it's you. the only way to go. And we'll probably find a story song somewhere along the lines that teaches us that that's pretty crappy too. So walk. <laughs> yeah. It's best to walk. Um, Daniel. I'll say this. I don't know if I learned it from this song, but it, it did make me think of something. A great lesson. And I'm going to impart some, I'm gonna, uh, impart some wisdom. Mm-hmm on our audience like the gambler does uh, to Kenny in this song, which is if someone is starts talking to you on mass transit, a train, let's say great phrase. Uh, no, I blow English and just go back. <laughs> doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't make any sense. They might try to start talking to you again in Spanish again, say no, I blow English and just go back to whatever you were doing. It's the easiest way around it. You know what? Just keep those headphones on kids. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't yep. Even even... Don't you don't have to attach it to anything. Keep it in your pocket. <laughs> That's right. So don't make friends. All right. Well, thank you, you guys. A friend, they're gonna die. Thank you guys so much for uh, for listening to the show. Yeah. Um. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. I'm Rachel. Oaks. This has been the Story Song Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. No one to hold them. No one to fold them. No walk. When to walk away? And right now, run. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold All right, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that uh, very old episode of yes. uh, <laughs> the Story Song Podcast. But uh, yeah, obviously releasing it for uh, in memory of Kenny today. bit of joy to you mm-hmm. uh on this on this sad the sad time we were saying um, uh together that probably now is the time we should listen to uh the kenny rogers concept album that came out that told mm-hmm. the story um of a of a little town oh and the fact that kenny's version wasn't the first one. Oh yeah that's another thing we talk about and it's funny because we just did it's amazing our, we have an episode coming up uh, where we, we talk about a similar idea of, you know, the, the marriage of song and singer, right? And yes. performer. That, uh, you know, song comes out with first version, does nothing. Second version, does nothing. Third version, you'd smash hit. Why? You know, yeah. I mean, obviously the fact that Kenny Rogers is, you know, uh, a, a legend and a, and a musical genius, but you know, there was just something about the way he did it that, that worked uh, at the, the, the original versions did, did not. But yeah, this was, this was not the original version. This was, this was a song that had already been released by other artists. By the way, that concept album that Rachel was talking about is the yes. ballad of Calico by Kenny Rogers in the first edition. There we uh, go. Oh, right. From February, 1972. First edition uh, was Kenny's band uh, back when he was more of like a rock guy uh that song uh just dropped into two of my condition my condition is in that was them that's kenny singing we, we talk about all this in the episode but uh it's it's uh and quite we, amazing we talk about him during our uh wildfire episode right 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 because right. michael yeah. so, martin murphy wrote the ballad of calico a concept musical album <laughs> <laughs> of uh 19 <laughs> tracks Four sides about the town of Calico. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, you know, you can listen to that or, I, I mean, I was going to throw this out there. Maybe a Greatest Hits album. Maybe a little <laughs> Islands in the Stream. Maybe a little Gambler. Maybe a little, like, I'm Through just the saying, years. you know. Sure. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- there's a, there's a lot of good stuff out there. You know, maybe watch some of the Gambler TV movies. I don't know if you yeah, can. Not find all. Them. Of, that's a lot of them. That's yeah. there's a lot of them. But you know, maybe one or two. You never know. Um, the uh, the Kenny Rogers Roasters episode of Seinfeld. You know, which however you however you <laughs> grieve, uh, please please uh, you know don't 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 let us tell you how to do it. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day it drops, uh, we'll be back. Our new episode is going to be coming out tomorrow. Uh, so definitely uh, listen to that. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Uh, we'll be back at you again soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.